Hey guys, it's Christina. This is Vox and Sticks. And look at the handsome, dashing collective of manly men pointing at each other that is, in fact, rehab. How you guys doing? Yeah, good. Doing? Thank you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Look at them. Look at them. There's, they're just so pretty and happy looking. Guys, <laughs> in, before we do anything else, introduce yourselves really quickly. Tell everybody who you are, what you do in the band. All right, uh, I'm Roy. I'm a vocalist. I'm Martin. I play lead guitar and rhythm guitar. I'm Lance, and I play the bass. And I'm Grant, and I play the drums. Well, there you go. And nobody's playing the kazoo. There's no kazoo. No, we all <laughs> take turns. Okay, that's good. You share one kazoo. You must be really close as a band. That's um, that's a whole hygiene war. But okay, all right. So now you guys know who they are. I know um, the indie community watching this, we have such a great community and they know you, but they might not know you as well as they're going to by the end of this show. Okay. But I start every show with a really serious, important, significant, thought-provoking, I don't wanna call it genius, but you know, I mean, if somebody did, I wouldn't complain question okay and i would like to get this from each of you so you know yeah gird your loins gird whatever do whatever to your loins you need to are you ready here it comes all right she got the wrong all right man. you guys are in new zealand yeah yeah yep. yeah okay Good question. so i've got it yes thank you it was it took hours for me to come <laughs> to that one yeah, so, i was like should i ask it this way are you in new zealand or you guys are in new zealand right and i went back and forth not the question but a good one <laughs> Okay, so as people living in New Zealand, I must ask you, at this point, are you more fucking tired of hobbits or sheep? Or what? Sheep. Hobbits or hobbits sheep. Are sheep. sheep. No, we have a oh, tired no. of sheep, no. No, we like, yeah. <laughs> sheep are good. Yes. Yeah. We, we sheep love sheep. Are, good. Nice. are you implying hobbits are not good? Uh, whether they made us famous. They did. It's they true. Did. They made us famous. Yeah. Yep. But they're not but, real. You know, you can really get to know a sheep. Oh. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yes, you can. And we're not going to get into that too much because then we'd have to slap a rating on this yeah. show that we're not used to. But yes, you can get to know a sheep. You can have conversations, play chess. Um, that's what they were talking about, America. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to come down to it, you would get rid of the hobbits and keep the sheep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, is this, is this a total band consensus? Does anyone dissent? Is anyone quietly, Mutt, are you quietly going? Oh, he looks, like, he looks like a hobbit man. Do not look like, he's far too tall to be a hobbit. Maybe he's a really tall hobbit. I don't know. You're not a sheep though, Mutt. And so for that, we're grateful. So, all right. Okay, so everybody agrees. We're good with the sheep. All right, there you go, people. This is what we learn. This is how Americans like to form relationships with people in other countries. We like to ask stupid questions based on stereotypes. And there you have it. So, okay, so now that we've gotten the hard-hitting journalism out of the way, let's have a little more fun. So you guys are, I really love your music. I really do. So I've been really excited to get you on this show. Um, and, you know, time zones and all that be damned. But I like to start sort of simple and way back, which is how did each of you get into music and how did you all meet up and become a band? 
and anybody can start doesn't matter to me. Although everybody keeps pointing to Roy because he sings. <laughs> How much time do we have? We've got eleven hours and fifteen yeah. minutes. So yeah, you can you can devote as much of that to the answer. Yeah, give me because I know you guys have a roster of previous bands that is like the lineup to some festival. It's very long and very storied, and <laughs> we'll get into all of those things too. But just in a basic way. Were you guys musicians as kids? Did you hear, you know, like start uh, real? When did you get into it? And then how did I, you guys form up? So I don't know I who wants to take it first. I think basically the, the reason why we're together is either good luck or bad luck, to be quite honest. No, no. when did you start, Roy? Hey? When, when did you start playing music? When did I start maybe Before playing you could music? Walk? Yeah, each oh of you. God. I want to know how you guys became musicians in the first place. Well, I, I, ever... I started in a big band uh, lead trumpet for Taranga Boys College. Okay, lead trumpet. And I, I started playing the accordion and uh, a Scottish fake sort of folk accordion band. It was just accordions and drums. Wow. Accordion. Um, How old were you when you started playing the accordion? Oh, uh, really young, about 10 or something. Okay. An accordion. Well, was, was it, was it just to get women, or like, why did you pick up the accordion specifically? <laughs> well, initially, yes, it was just to get women, but it didn't okay. work out. Classic tale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but, but then, then the drums came along, and I was always more interested in that. Okay. And my dad had a big record collection that included the Kinks and the Rolling Stones, so that's how I got into it. Ah, those are very good gateway musical drugs. I appreciate that. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah. Roy, don't think I'm going to let you slide on that. Oh, you know, I just uh, did. You like, I, you tell me, how old were you when you started singing? Give me something. That was a weenie kind of response, man. You got to tell me more. No, that was no, that was it, man. I just I, I, I just took up trumpet in, a, in the big band, and that was when I was about uh, 14. Yes, but now you sing and don't play the trumpet. So something happened in the middle there that I'm trying to get you yeah, to tell me about. Divorced. Oh, it's okay. Divorced. Yeah. Did you and the trumpet get divorced or what? what? <laughs> no, no, it's just called divorced and depression. So I had to take up something to sort of fill, fill the void. Oh, okay. So I'm getting right. from that that either you got married and divorced really young or you started singing a little bit later on. <laughs> He was 15 at the time. I don't know. Okay. Just uh, I spent a lot of time and, on yeah. the bed bouncing around to music and pretending, you know, with the hairbrush and stuff, but that was yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You brushed the trumpet. No, you're the hairbrush, man, jumping around. Yeah. He brushed the trumpet. Anyway. I mean, a trumpet, a sheep, whatever you want to brush, it's fine. You're in New Zealand. There are no rules. You guys can do whatever the hell you want. All right, Roy, Roy apparently this is a state secret audience. We're not allowed to know at what age Roy started singing or why. He's just going to tell us the bare minimum, which as an interviewer, by the way, I love I that. So thank you, Roy. Um, yeah. All right, fine. Screw you then. You've missed your opportunity. All right, Laz, <laughs> who's going to take the next one? Maybe with more words than your front man. I started playing guitar acoustic guitar when I was about 18. Okay. And then about a couple of years later, I got an electric guitar. Mm. And then probably a year later, I got into bands. And that's, um, and I've been playing in bands ever since. I've okay. been in, in, in and out of a lot of bands, different bands. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So you, okay, I, so. Yeah, I'm sorry. Played my whole life. Your whole life. Okay. And yeah. when you got the first guitar, was it somebody just handed it to you? Were you like, I want to learn to play guitar? Well, was that chosen or chosen for you? 
No, um, it was basically my friend bought an acoustic guitar, and then so I thought, oh, I've got to get into this. So I bought an acoustic guitar as well. Okay. And um, you know, I ended up playing playing it, but I couldn't tune it or anything like that. On and the strings broke, so I ended up with only like four strings. And and then I bought a. You became a bass player, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I bought an electric guitar, and then that's sort of what I got onto after that was electric. Okay. And and listening to rock music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so clearly it was not for the women, or you would have gone with Grant's thing and picked up the accordion. No, so a right, competition dude. between me and my friend. You know? It sounds like it. Okay, well, I'm glad your yeah. friend uh, drove you to to learn guitar out of spite or whatever, because now we have yeah. you, so that's great. All right, Laz, lay it on me. Tell me. Tell me the story. Um, well, I started uh, just at, right at the beginning of high school. Um, is it called high school in America? Yeah. Uh, college. Yeah. Um Oh, wait. Well, there's high school and there's college. So, is high school younger? Yes. Yeah. So, it would have been what, 13 or so? Oh, okay. Yeah, here that's like, um, we call that middle school because we have to have names for things that make no sense. It's not really in the middle of anything, but that's okay. So, all right. So, 13, we could go with that. We'll use another. Okay. In the middle of schooling. Um, and yeah, I had a, had a mate who was a, it was a drummer and he was right into that and I had another mate who was playing guitar and that seemed like a pretty good way to spend your lunchtime. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I got into that and started playing guitar and brought an electric guitar. Um, and we just spend the lunchtimes and whatnot, just, just, uh, trying to get better and learn from the better musicians. And, uh, mm-hmm. we ended up another, another mate of mine was playing guitar. So we had three guitarists and no bass player. <laughs> And um, why does that always happen? It always somebody. I most of the bass players I talked to were like, "Well, we needed a bass player," and then that was it. The um, the singing guitarist had had a bass guitar, and he was like, "Here you go. I'll I'll give you this bass guitar if you if you play it." And I was like, "Yeah, sweet, free guitar." Yeah, all right. So, um, so then I started playing bass and uh, never looked back. And now guitaring is just a little bit too. Little and too many strings, too many strings, and too fiddly. Just, <laughs> too nah. many strings and too fiddly. I <laughs> like it. You need to do it. like Amazon reviews of instruments and just go on and be like, guitar, too many strings, too fiddly. That's it. And then people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. So I, I got it, except for you, Roy. Damn it. I got it out of pretty much everybody. I have a good background on how long you guys have roughly been playing. So how did these many disparate stories come together to form the glory that is rehab email wow (laughs) email sexy answer laz i like that okay talk to me about email tell me how that happened (laughs) well just i just just answered an ad and uh yeah went for an audition with with these guys okay so Um, these guys were already together so how did these guys okay okay roy and i were previously in a band called hybrid blues okay uh, which split up due to a bit of a tragedy, actually. And um, we'd known Matt for, well, from a distance, we'd known Matt and yeah. loved his guitar playing. Okay. Just gazing so at him along. from afar, or like you saw him play in shows, or what was Yeah, that? I saw him oh, playing in playing in the bedroom window, Matt, you know, just... Oh, he's playing in a band called Electric Universe. They're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing around town. Okay, awesome. so you guys, you guys saw each other... In different yeah, bands, and okay, yeah, everybody okay. sort of kind of knows what, what everyone, what everyone's up. And to. then it sort of came down to fade it all at the same time. Funny enough, just after yes. 
after giving it a bit of time with uh, the breakup with Hybrid Blues, mm -hmm. I gave uh, Matt a text and he said, funny enough, I've just left my band. So, yeah, it all came together. It lined yeah, it up. Quick, actually. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then and the then three of you... Okay, I'm sorry. It all came together pretty, pretty, pretty quickly, actually. I was okay, quite yeah. And then, what, bit, what year were you officially the four of you? Um, Last year, twenty-one. Not that long ago. I wasn't sure October. if it was twenty-one or twenty-two. I, I think it was October twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Look at you, Grant, knowing the year. <laughs> it's all that accordion practice. He's just like a whip. He doesn't miss anything. Okay. So, all right. So, you guys have been together almost two years now. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good thing. So, I ordinarily don't go even farther back um, this soon, but I think it would be more. Um, I think it would make more sense for the audience, and I'm just. I also really just want to have this conversation with you guys about. Um, the previous bands that you've all been in because they're Roy. I don't know, guys, I got to tell you, for those of you who are waiting for your interview to show up, Roy decided he was going to help me do my homework and sent me like a whole dossier on the band. I got like links of, you know, <laughs> who was in what band. And I was like, wow. All right. I had already done some of that research, but I was like, look at Roy showing up again with the, the sexy, sexy email. So, um, so <laughs> I, I want to make sure that we cover that. But before we do that, because I have been, trying desperately to get really good at playing the song by the band in the first half hour <laughs> because early on it might be like two hours in and I'd be like oh by the way we've been talking about their music all this time here's a song and people are sleeping or whatever so before we get to any other conversation why don't we tell the folks at home a little bit about fat boy state highway queen we're going to play that for them in a minute you guys are going to love this okay but just a little quick something if you guys want to throw in about the song all of that and then we can then we can let it go okay yep fat boy it's uh it's created by matt yeah, he came up with the riff pretty quick that one we yep. did that in one one practice yeah we, we one wrote night. that one matt just started playing this riff we started playing along and and roy started singing the first thing that came into his head i guess what okay it? yeah it was yep and that, that's basically how it came about. Yeah. Yep. So you guys just jammed that, and then the song was written yep. in one rehearsal, and it was done. Holy crap. Because that, I mean, More that song is. Basically, it's basically how we work, really. We just jam it. Matt comes to rehearsal at the Octopus's Garden, and we <laughs> uh, he starts playing it. Grant starts playing the drums. Les starts playing bass, and away you go. Yep. We just jam mm -hmm. and hold on to what's just good. Jam. Yeah. It's yep. like, yeah, it's what's not. No, I, I love it because honestly, one of the um, one of the things that that, you know, it worked out that you were on this show was we were, you know, going through all the submissions and everything. And uh, Greg came to me and said, you know, rehab has this song. I really like it. And I, I was like, is it fat boy? And he was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, okay. So even the producer of this show, the behind the scenes guy was like, I really like that song. So where he's going to have a special treat sitting over here next to me. So guys Hi. buckle up. Okay. Because you're about to watch fat boy state highway queen by rehab. Biggest hits. Non-stop rock.
I mean, you know, indie bands, you don't usually get like high production video like you guys have put out. Um, now, I don't know if that was a hell of a lot cheaper than it looked, if you guys are just really good at making it look like it was expensive, but I've sat there. First of all, can we all just give a little shout out to the sexy mama there just yeah, know, gyrating around? So I, she, she, you do not see her face, obviously, but is that a known loved one of someone in the band? Is that some... A friend of my partner, she's, um, her name is Nadine. Nadine? She's an incredibly talented woman who is a tattoo artist. Oh. Did she do the ones on. that we can see in the video? Or I guess the it's hard to do. we can see in the video are actually done by my partner on the day. Just Oh, Wow. Okay, that's it. All guys with the song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She does, sure. She does in real life. Ride a Harley Davidson. She okay. is a, a beautiful woman. And does she have a degree talent. in law? Or <laughs> 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 I mean, how realistic did we get here? Did we just write the song about Nadine and not realize it? Or okay. Yeah. No. That that's no, a great yeah, that's Nadine a great was, moment um, when she drives in. I love that. It's when when like, Roy came up with the lyrics. And we decided we'd make a video. Then Nadine was just the obvious choice to have in it. Just wanted to keep it real, you know, to keep the whole thing real. Um, worked out really well with uh, Harley Davidson, uh, East Coast Harley Davidson. That was so so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and tell every, tell everybody about that a little bit for folks who don't know. Oh, they uh, East Coast. Uh, they just gave. Well, I just rocked into their uh, showroom and said, "Hey, we've got a song. They haven't even heard it." And uh, said, we'd like to shoot it here somewhere. And they took me around the back into the workshop and said, if you want to use this, use it. It's such then, a great. Um, we got on to a local production, 81 Productions, mm -hmm. Ricardo and Amanda. Uh, they, they were so cool as well. They helped with production and shooting their first rock video. Mm -hmm. But Ricardo's hard out. He's hard out rock fan and mm -hmm. metal. He's he just loved it. He just adored it. So. He's the reason it looks so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all to do with Ricardo. So all right, guys, we get to yeah. give our shout out to Ricardo Borgia. He's the yeah. the, the, the mastermind the behind yeah. the thing. Absolutely. So 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 okay, so you guys, you know, Mutt comes in with that riff, very distinctive. It's got all the elements sure, of like uh <laughs> no, but it it is. It's like, um, you know, the first time I heard it, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm getting some ACDC, I'm getting some ZZ Top, you know, long way to the top if you want to rock and roll kind of vibe. Like, and, and again, I always say this every, literally every single episode, but when I make comparisons, it's always favorable and it's never to imply like, okay, you guys just stole the song, but it's like <laughs> when I'm listening to stuff and I like it, I'll go, oh, you know, yeah, this reminds me a little bit of this and it's just another way for me to hook into it. But very catchy, very catchy. And um, you, yeah, I'm sorry. I grew up on that stuff, you know. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes yeah. a lot. And you, and you hear, but um, so, okay. So you've, you've come in with this riff, you know, Grant starts just laying down drums behind it, you know, Laz is, you know, basing away. And then Roy, how did you land on those lyrics? Just out of nowhere because that, well, that song could be about anything right <laughs> but like uh, it's very yeah. specific yeah when we, we were thinking about a shoot 
Everyone's thinking about his shape. Hey, that's not very nice, bro. That's a bad thing to say, Grant. It's a bad thing to say. Don't do that. Um, No, well, I I started writing it like about a typical, because I am a Harley rider and stuff, and uh, about a typical male Harley rider Mm. and how he feels and stuff like that. And I just thought, well, hey, what does this have to be about a guy? Why can't we write it? Because there's so many, you know, female writers out there now. And, you know, right. peace up, man. It's it's cool. Just turn the tables a little bit and write it about a, a, a woman. Yeah. So, and what I liked about it, too, was that you didn't, because I have friends who are bikers and they all deal with the same stereotypes, right? They're yeah, yeah, stupid yeah, and they're yeah, aggressive yeah. and they're mean yeah. and they're, you know, they're just road yeah. hogs and they're whatever. And I wouldn't yeah. be friends with these people if they were not. So what? one of the things I love about the song is that, you know, everybody just heard it, but like if you're really paying attention to the lyrics, you're describing a woman who's complex She's multidimensional. She's not yeah. this, you know, cut out cardboard. You know, yeah. she does have a degree in law and she is yeah. very self-composed and she yeah. can, she doesn't need anybody else. She's she fully self-supported. too if she wants to, you know. That's it. Yeah. And, and oh, I yeah. love yeah. that because you weren't objectifying anyone. She still gets no. to be sexy as all hell in the video, right? But you oh, weren't making yeah. her a you know, a, a showpiece in that way. And I just, that was one of the things that first caught my ear about you no, guys. Absolutely. No disrespect to what we were brought up in the eighties and stuff, but you know, all the videos of, they had like really slim looking models on the videos and stuff like that. Right, and grinding so, around on the hood of the car. Yeah, we yeah. just wanted, uh, you know, just a, you a know, real woman. A real woman. Yes. Yes. A real woman. Well, and no, because, was, I mean, and, and, and that means yeah. everything, right? Because it would have yeah. also been very easy for you guys to go and get some 22-year-old, you know, size oh, negative yeah. three. And again, look, if you're that way, God bless you. It would have been but, expensive as well. Well, yeah, <laughs> probably so. <laughs> no, but like it, it just, it, it made the video more interesting for me, you know, yeah. that she pulls in and she's clearly a woman of a little bit of an age, not whatever, but she's not a, you know, a, a fetus driving in on the thing. She's not like 18 years old or whatever. So I loved that. I also yeah. really loved how you guys made very sure to showcase absolutely everybody in the video because we all know a lot of times, you know, all you'll see on the on the screen is the person singing, you know, and maybe yeah. lead guitar. Well, we, we, we wanted to uh, highlight uh, a young chap who's in a band called uh, Sonorous as well. That's uh, Lucian. Who and, catches uh, the keys, right? That he's, he's the guy on guitar. He was our apprentice, so-called apprentice in this. And he's actually an exceptional guitarist. And uh, they're, they're an amazing band that are doing well down here in New Zealand at the moment. So Okay. That was nice um, of you guys. It, and he actually, on the set, Matt showed him how to play the chords. And what he's actually playing in the video is exactly what the chords are and stuff. So yeah, it's a good know, idea. That's what we wanted <laughs> as well. It's originality and, and yeah. And, yeah. So talk to me about the shoot before we get into a little bit more about the song. Like, was that also really quick or? Well, it started the night before about three o'clock when I absolutely oh, yeah. shit-faced. <laughs> that yeah. was funny, man. He, he turned up to the set. He sort of slowly got out of his van and just went, oh. And we went, oh shit. That's a good start. That's the mentality you want on a long shoot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, terrible error. <laughs> 
really loud music playing over and over and over again and you got to look peppy that's exactly what you want that's exactly well well done laz well done okay okay so 3 a.m the night before and then you know you pull him out of his crypt and then <laughs> how did the rest of it go upward from there i hope yeah yeah, no, it was, awesome. yeah. No, no, it was a great day. It was easy. Okay. Yeah, really, okay. really smooth. So this yeah. whole, th I mean, writing it, you know, was quick and smooth. The video was quick and smooth. So, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I think that you guys, um, what I appreciate too is that you're not wedded to one genre, one sound um, with what you do at all. And I mean, you know, when I'm first listening and I, you know, I, I listen and, and I research everything and I watch all the videos and everything for every episode. And it was like, okay, so I'm hearing, you know, hard rock. I'm hearing blues rock. I'm hearing funk. I'm hearing little psychedelic. I'm hearing some blues. And I mean, we should probably say uh, for the longest time it was, I was not sure I was spelling your name right when I would try to tag you in things on Facebook because obviously rehab, you have an extra A in there. Yeah. And uh, little birdie told me that the AAB, yeah. right, is the standard 12 bar correct. blues. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that like, you know, the old Robert Johnson I think, kind? I think the hardest thing with starting in band and stuff is actually finding a name. Name that nobody it's a, else. It's a bit like naming your child, isn't it? You want to find something a little bit original and something a little bit catchy and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and um, good or bad thing having AAB in it is that uh, misspelling and stuff, but um, it's it's uh, original. And we can sign up, and it's our name, if you know what I mean. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah. but it, but it is, has a it, connection with the blues, which we right. think we are more blues rock. But we do like to experiment, and there are so much stuff that we've never played at a festival hmm. because it's not so called blues, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, or it's too psychedelic, or whatever right. it is. So right. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, you guys are not, you know you you aren't just specific to genre because like you know no. so there's there's fat boy which is you know definitely bluesy rock kind of, it's a whole bunch of things right and then on spotify the other one that's on there is twisted fool right okay now that's a whole different song it's a whole different feel it's i think funkier it's smoother i mean i was getting prince and hendrix and like wow. you know yeah not yeah. Not not what I got from Fatboy at all. Now, again, all stellar guitarists, first of all, which makes sense because I don't know if Twisted Fool was, was you know, again, based on a guitar riff like Fatboy was, but but it, it is just, um, it's so dancey in a different way. So talk to me about Twisted Fool. Um, how did that one come about? Again, did you walk in mutt with just, you know? Yeah, we can just pause the video here and go back to the answer that we gave for fat. Boy. Oh, okay. We'll just <laughs> and we'll cut it in. <laughs> so Mark walked in with the And I jumped in over that and Roy starts humming something over the top and goes, Oh, there's a good melody. Fuck, I think we just made another new song. Voila, there's a song. And yeah, then, we we pretty much I had a riff and then we kind of I went there's a section in it that where it goes up into different keys and stuff. Yeah. I 
went away yeah. and f- figured that bit out and then came back to the band and presented that to me. I asked well, what, the... what actually happened yeah. was we could do with the key change in here. And Mutt okay. went away and came up with four. Was it yeah. four key changes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I found a key change, guys. Well, actually, I found four key changes. <laughs> well, I was yeah. feeling, so as a singer, I was feeling for Roy because you know the the first verse first chorus is is definitely like in a comfortable vocal range and then all yeah. of a sudden you're da, 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 you're all the way up here and i'm like okay and then we just uh, keep going so i wouldn't say all the way up there but yeah yeah <laughs> it is getting harder as you would know christine nothing yeah. a couple of names won't fix eh, boy? no i know right. um it is actually a song that um what we're trying to do sometimes too is we, we do go back to some of the songs I've written before with other bands. Okay. But we're always looking to sort of develop them to our own mm-hmm. uh, style, I guess, to, to develop it to our own, to who we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of the bands I played before were probably poppy blues. We're not poppy blues. We're more, yeah. you know, blues rock. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to sort of, you, you, yeah, Twisted Fools. You've got to kind of try and bring it together, especially with the lead guitarist, because he's got his own he's got his own tone, he's got his own mm-hmm. feel. So you've got to develop the whole thing around Matt. So yeah, yeah. it changes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the groove and So I love that that that, that Roy is the you know, ostensible front man. Most people think that the singer is, and I, I always disagree with that, frankly. I don't think there has to be, well, but that is sort of the way it comes down. But, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, so they're not gonna tell know maybe i'm being sensible sensible, he is sensible. maybe but i'm not hearing like that. that 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 mutt is sort of the linchpin of a lot of what goes on here oh yeah uh, possibly the, uh, the the riff the initial riff the, the creative you know. driving force and i just leech on to whatever he's but, doing and base it up a bit it takes everybody you know yeah and then grant just keeps the keeps the beat solid and yeah, it's all about the it, beat so. too, you know, and the groove. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a real collective thing, you know. Everyone yeah. sort of brings their bit, but yeah, but there's a lot of the creative driving force, and yeah. then from there it sort of branches yeah. out, and yeah. someone yeah. will have an idea, and then it'll Absolutely. go from there. Else no, and, I mean, yeah. you you can't be as tight as you guys are as a band and not all be really good at what you do. But it sounds like shut up, Roy. <laughs> it sounds like you look. Like you're going to say something naughty there, but you know, it sounds like it'll be like okay. Mutt came in with this riff. You know, Laz is going to put you know the bass down behind it. You know, Grant's going to throw on some drums, and then Roy just has to magically come up with lyrics. But I mean, so it, it seems like your songwriting process is pretty off the cuff, right? But so, yeah. I mean. Are you really coming up with all of the lyrics that end up on the final version of the song just top of your head during a jam? Do you actually do you start with the bones of it and then you guys go back and rework it? It's not done done right away, right? Uh, all of it. We, we well, could, not lyrically. Like yeah. you might you might have a, vel- a melody nutted out. Sometimes yeah. the, me- the vocal melody will be there. It's like that's the melody. We just okay. need to go back and write the words for it. Other okay. times it'll be like a uh, maybe this sort of melody, and you might bounce off that a couple of different times and mm. change it a few times but yeah they're just the bones of it are yeah but like it's it's not like we go to practice and then we jam and then at the end of it we fucking record twist and full and it's like yeah it's done it's like no there's a little bit more okay. goes into it oh yeah the bones of it are sometimes okay. it's a lot more structural and stuff i mean most of the lyrics are really worked out over fishing <laughs> fishing okay yeah. 
Okay. I do fishing, and when the uh, when the uh, when the fish aren't biting, that's when I start thinking about, oh, how can I change the lyrics and stuff, and then it goes like that. I used to be in a tractor. I used to be a greenkeeper, so I used to do it in the tractor to the beat of the tractor. So yeah, <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but okay. I didn't have someone like this guy here. So, <laughs> so he sort of a nature fishing agriculture yeah. based lyricism. Okay, I, I can honestly yeah, Ronnie say did I it. not not Ronnie have from, that. Uh, Leonard Skinner did it. He did a lot fishing and stuff. Yep. Welcome to New Zealand. That's how we do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's a hell of a lot better than sitting in traffic and in mid. So. <laughs> Don't forget the sheep. <laughs> right the sheep the sheep the sheep are the inspiration for a lot of things but okay yeah. so so let's back up again as, as we said that we would and talk a bit about where you guys came from in your previous bands because you do have some interesting stories and I mean it um one of the videos that I found on your YouTube was um a loose mooring song right pushing my patience that's oh, yeah Okay, so yeah, yeah. let's just let, we'll go down that all a little bit here. So, Roy, I know you were in hindsight for a while, which was just what a, a duo. An, an oh, acoustic was, uh, duo? That's how I started. Yeah, it was uh, a duo with a guy called Charlie. Okay. Yeah, we did mostly um, our own versions of covers and stuff like that. But then I got really bored with covers. Okay. And just decided, you know, I'd like to write my own stuff. Okay. Yep. And so that was sort of, that got you into it. But then I guess, did you move straight to Koru or Koru? I'm not sure oh, how you say that Koru. after that. Yeah, Koru. Yeah, Koru. it was okay. a metal band and um, excellent, excellent band in Reading, the UK. And uh, we did an album there. Um, just awesome. I, I think I was just going through that angry phase. Of life, you know. After yeah, divorce, there's a, there's a uh, lot of and, anger in the stuff that I. And, that I uh, <laughs> and it was a challenge. The thing with metal bands is I couldn't believe how regimented it was. Huh. Talk to yeah. me about that. I mean, there was no. There was kind of like when you're on stage and stuff, and you're doing all the performing because it is a performance with the right. metal band. It really yeah. is a front performance. Yeah. And I just found there was no room for mistake. Everything huh. was just so regimented and, and that if from a vocalist point of view, if I missed a certain point of the song, the guy still carried on. Not like a blues rock band. Where if I you it, improv they, or yeah. come around again okay. and we're into it again, you know. Yeah, but um, they just leave you at the station. That's it. <laughs> but it's it, it's it was a real challenge. It was mm. a challenge, and it, it made me grow up as a singer. That's for sure, especially mm. vocally as well and performance wise. It's something. Yeah, I mean band, that's special. a very big leap from an acoustic duo. Yeah, doing covers to an original metal band. Like, yeah, well, I was angry. If you wanted to find the most <laughs> different things to do in a row, I think like that that probably qualifies. So, okay, so you got tired of that, and then Loose Moorings came along, and again, that was more. Uh, no, it was a uh, band. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, Loose Moorings, um, and that was sort of just like a jam band in between quarter. Um, and then, but the um, yeah, that took off. The jam band Loose Moorings took off, and yeah. uh, we were invited to go to Germany and and headline over there. We played some really cool places in London, uh, like the Hundred Club, which was just 
it wasn't actually the playing. It was just standing up against the wall mm -hmm. and just seeing all these faces on the wall, mm -hmm. the stones, uh, all the, you know, um, sex pistols who'd played yeah. at that venue. And you just think, what are we doing here? You know, it's like crazy. <laughs> There's been a so. mistake. <laughs> and why are we here? So, but yeah. I mean, the, that, that band definitely, I would say, again, more blues rock, right? So, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, on, the, on pushing my patience now. First of all, I wanted to mention the video for that is really intense. Um, you know, for anybody who hasn't been on their, you know, YouTube or whatever, um, it's a song about you know domestic violence and the scourge that that is. And it, is that the loose moorings one? Yeah. No. Yeah, you should see it. I should see it. Yeah. Okay, Sorry, so Laz, I'm apparently also yeah. talking Sorry, to you. <laughs> there you go, Laz. You might want to watch what uh, what your buddy did, but no, it's it's, it's really um, it's, you know, and the, the, there's even a, a a like a warning at the beginning, right? Like this may be hard to watch. Okay, so um, but and it it is, but um, you know, the the song I thought with the with the with the, the subject matter was an interesting juxtaposition because I got kind of like almost like a Doors vibe from that song. Yeah, we, we play that as well, but we find that's a little bit too intense for blues nights and stuff. It's a, it Even is a little bit might, of a mood changer. Yeah, to play it this time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, no, but I mean, it it's so, so, I mean, the, the, one of the things that I loved, again, I appreciated as a singer was the way that you used your dynamics in that song. So you're not yelling in the song, you're not screaming in the song, but when you're singing it and it gets to the really threatening point of, you know, you're pushing my patience, your voice changes big time and it really grabs the person listening. And I just, I oh, first of all, thank you for putting attention on such an important issue with, with, with that song in the video. Yeah. But also, I mean, that guys, you know, again, I know it's not a rehab song, but the DNA of every band you've ever been in comes into the band that you're in at the moment. So cool. even though loose moorings is not rehab, there it's, are it's quite, it's quite a, I think why there's so much passion and it, it's quite a personal song. Mm. And I think not, directly from myself because there was some domestic violence in my family. Mm. <sighs> um, but it, it comes from um, living with somebody who's gone through it, a woman who went through some really bad times. Mm -hmm. And I think from a writer's point of view, you, you get inspired by strong people. Yeah. So, yeah. And when I sing that song, it goes in here and it goes in there and it comes out again. Mm -hmm. So it's no, quite you a can feel it. Song. Yeah. yeah, no, and, and it's, all of that is, is, all of that is there. All of that is mm -hmm. there. I mean, and, and it's, it's interesting to me how even while sounding very strong, you manage to make it clear how weak abusers actually are. And that the mm. people that are being abused are actually the strong ones in the situation. And I just. It was, it was really written about a friend of mine who played bass as well. And uh, it was his mother. Mm. But he, it's coming from his point of view of looking in mm -hmm. and not being able to help. Right. You know, and that's where the mother says it's okay. She's always, you know, and the, and the love that mothers 
or fathers, whichever the way around it is, mm -hmm. have for their children is, is a, it's a passionate thing. Mm -hmm. And, and it is a subject that should be, and I think we need to get it out now because, uh, yeah, I've been a little bit too touchy about sort of when we should play it, but whenever we play it, these guys, mm. massive, massive. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. So, Laz, now you have to go watch the video. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll sit and wait while you do that now. <laughs> you want to go do that now. Take care of my phone down here. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, like, yeah, Laz is on his phone just holding it up during the interview. But, yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, that – I'm sure you've been in and out of other, you know, bands be, besides those. But those, those sound like they were the main ones before you landed in rehab. So, okay. So, just to sort of shift a little bit. Oh, um, hybrid boys as well. Mm -hmm. There was hybrid blues as well, but yep. Right. Well, we could talk a little bit about that because no, since no, there were okay. to talk about that because that's the one he was in. Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, that's I was going to say that since it was two of you. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so well then, all right, then I'll go to you next, Grant. So I mean, you had Emily's Garden, right? Very, okay. very long time ago. Very long time ago, and then then it was hybrid blues, and that's where you and Roy had connected yeah. right okay yeah. so talk to me a little bit about about that band i know you said there was and you don't have to share what it was i know you said unfortunately there was some some tragic thing that that broke the band up but how long were you in that were you in it before roy was in it were you guys no uh, no um i hyper blues had recorded an album and uh circumstances came around where they had a, a a gig to launch the album and okay. their drummer was unable to play the gig. So I got a call about two weeks before the gig. Can you stand in and mm. learn these, well, whatever it is, 12, 15 songs or something <laughs> and do this gig for hybrid blues. So I did. And one thing led to another and I got asked to join the band full time. So I did. One thing led to another. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it was great. And, and and that's when I that was when I met Roy it was about two weeks before the, the album launch gig. We had a <laughs> no pressure activities in, in the French studio. In fact the producers Tim Julian's studio who produced the album. And uh yeah, so I had two weeks to learn the album and play the gig. So that's what so you and then hybrid, in, okay. blues, hybrid blues ended, and Roy and I decided, yeah, we we got to keep going. We we've got a lot a lot of stuff we want to get out there. Roy writes yeah. a lot of songs, a lot of great songs. Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, as we described earlier, Muck just happened to be available at that time, so we we carried on with rehab. Yeah. Like Roy just subtly slithers <laughs> away. It's a beautiful day, man. It's a beautiful day. And then slithers right back. You want to join us down the beach later on? Oh, yeah. I'll start walking now. Give me a couple of years. I'll be oh, there. <laughs> just swim on my way. Um, yeah, no, it is not a beautiful day here. It's about a thousand degrees in New York, but uh, it sounds, uh, it sounds right. prettier there. <laughs> okay. So, so, I mean, you guys clearly clicked right away. That's interesting that you came in as a sub. Um, and I mean, they must have known that they had a good drummer if you were able to pick up everything. Well, the bass, I had been sort of doing some stuff with the bass player in Hybrid Blues, and it was his idea to to bring you yeah, in. 
Oh, okay. Okay. It's always, it's always who, you know, right. So but yeah. I mean, that, oh, that's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure to be not just for a gig, but an album launch gig. Like you were not on the album. Those were not your songs. You had to come in and represent the band the way they wanted. And you had to learn that pretty quickly. I mean, that's like a song a day, well, which the, what made it easier was I really liked the songs. I really liked that helps album. a lot. It was a really good album to listen to. I really yeah. enjoyed playing the songs. So that made it a lot easier. Okay. And yeah, obviously, yeah. I was a great singer, so why, why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Roy's just muttering over there. Okay, yeah. so so Laz, you were in Miscreant, right? Yeah, now, I not, said not the Russian hardcore metal Miscreant. Okay. Quite, quite often confused. Right. Yours was a rock band, yeah? Yeah. Struggling with identity issues, I think the review said. Oh, that's lovely. We do like little funky numbers and then like real hardcore and then real ballady ones. And yeah. like, it, it was really very hard to put into a box musically. It was just, there was all sorts going on in it and it was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And, but and but great you know guys. what though? That, that's a shitty way to frame it. If you oh, think reckon, about it, man, because sucks, I mean, hey, what is that? There's a, oh, the, you know, like a somebody like, could yeah, come. We don't know who we are, but we play fucking good music. Well, but that's, that's kind of where I was going to oh, go with right. that is first of all, I don't know that anybody could really label rehab truly because yeah. it's not like you are just doing blues rock. You're not. But I mean, it, I, I mean, one of the bands that I interviewed um, early on with this show was the Dion Powder Band, which I don't know if you guys know them at all or whatever. They're in Australia, but um, their music, it's similar where one song is completely different from the next genre wise and you cannot tie them down. And it's one of the things I love most about the band. And it's don't one of the things that, that I... Don't you think that's a problem with what, what the people when they label you? Yes. As a certain, why do they have to exactly. label you I as don't, a, like a I blues rock band? I don't know. I don't because band, and there's always that sort of confrontation. Oh no, they don't play blues because right. they're not a blues band. They're blues rock. Oh my god, you know. Like calm down. Right. Like no, I really. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because no matter what the genre or genres of the bands that or the musicians that I interview here. It is the same thing and the, it is the same problem. So like in the metal community, there are all these sub genres and sub sub genres of metal, right? You know, there are a million different breeds of it. And I hear a lot of talk about gatekeepers saying, well, if you play black metal, you can't do this. And if you play, you know, thrash metal, you wow. can't do that. And if you do deathcore, you can't do this. And they have the same reaction that I do, which is who the fuck cares? Like if the music is good, make the music, right? So then, you know, something like Miscreant, not the other one, the last one, you know, so a reviewer is going to come in and go, wow, okay, so I got to sit here for a couple hours at a, at a bar or whatever and, and, and watch this band play. And they went from funk to blues to rock to this to that. And I, my takeaway from that is going to be they have identity issues. Fuck you. Like, that's such a stupid, small-minded, yeah, narrow, unnecessarily great. restrictive way totally to look great. at it. Like, yeah. it's, it's so stupid reviews. to me. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you get a bad review and you, like, pin it up because it's like you wear it like a badge. And it's that's like, right. And so I've sort of hooked right. on to that one because it really stuck with the identity issues. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's a rough way to say it, but it was like, it's like a compliment to us, you know? It's like we can't be It should in. be. 
It should yeah, be because it's okay. it's just it's a bad take on a mm. good thing. And I I so I'm glad that you you decided to see it as a good thing because I, I do too. I mean, I I know that there are bands that stick with one genre and but even within that, they'll play with the genre so that you're not hearing six, eight, twelve, fourteen identical songs. Who wants to listen yeah. to that album? I mean, that's not yeah. that's not enjoyable for anyone. Yeah. So I mean I, Can you imagine I, a cover band sticking to one genre? Right. Or, or I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's like it, it's tricky enough if you're Boring. a tribute band, right? Yeah. And you can only play one band. <laughs> but if you're, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and I've been in those cover bands, honestly, Roy. I've been in those cover bands where like all the other guys wanted to do was play classic rock. No, man, Zeppelin and, 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 you know, this is, this is all we're going to do and whatever. And I'm sorry, but first of all, there are a lot of bands that are doing that a yeah. lot. So yeah, we're, even... we're, um, we're shooting a video tomorrow night, a casual video. Oh, and, uh, yeah, we're taking the lighter side of rehab. So, um, we're looking forward to that because it's another creation from the master here. So. Okay. Have we heard this song? We have not. Uh, right? No, it's brand new. We haven't recorded it. We're just going to play it live in front of a fireplace and just chill out. So, oh, that's yeah. very cool. Okay. And so it's be how, how would you describe that song if you can? Uh, it's kind of like... Uh, it's struggling with identity issues. Yeah. <laughs> I like it already. I like it already. <laughs> no, it's kind of a slow... It's got a little bit of a funky vibe to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's a little bit old school, nice song, yeah. Cool. Slap in the bass. It's a it's a <laughs> about kind a, of a ballady song. Yeah, about a guy basically who's is looking for just looking for his ex and then he realizes, Oh, what the hell? You know, carry on with life sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's more funky than bluesy because I mean that—that's about if if you wanted to find like lyrics for blues, that's kind of like every blues song ever, except for the part where he says to forget about it. You know, usually it's just like, "There's my baby, where's my baby? My baby Lun left me, my baby's gone." You know, no, I don't know all that. It's de it's de uh, definitely not a blues progression. Saturday night, nothing to do. So walk the streets in search of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, work so it's a little. Nah, it doesn't work no, without the bass. No. Is it nah. a little jazzy? Nah, that sounds really, a little. It's relaxed and it's chilled. Yeah. That sounds a little jazzy to me. What you just did. It could be. Okay. Struggling with identity <laughs> issues. We're not going to label it. We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to pin it into anything. So. Okay. Yeah, so like, that's yeah, like with a bit of smooth. Yeah. Rock. It could be construed as blues. Blues. Yeah. Could be. Yep. Yeah. I like that I've That's asked incredible. each of you and you've come with the, come up with a different genre, but it's somehow all of those things. And I kind of feel like that's fitting for rehab. Like I kind of feel like that fits because so, so, I mean, we have, a, you know, acoustic duo doing covers into original metal into, you know, blues rock combined with a identity issue band that did funk and rock and all kinds of things. And I mean, hybrid blues, obviously some blues in there, but is the hybrid about it wasn't just blues? No, it's the same thing. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Okay. okay. It's about the band, isn't it? About what we create. It's We don't want to stick to a, a certain genre. That would mm -hmm. be boring, yeah, to be quite yeah. honest. No. But we are, we are, yeah, loosely based on blues at the moment. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. So, Mutt. 
not mm-hmm. to leave you out. Um, so you started, well, I mean, I don't know if you've been doing this since you were about, you know, I know you said you started at 18 and not too long yeah. after that you got into bands, but was Electric yeah. Universe your first band no. band? No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a, a few people in there that were who I first started out with playing my first band. Who do you think you're going? Uh, that was Black Rose. We were basically sort of a. Um, saw a sheep. We had a lot of like rock and metal covers. Okay. Know? Okay. That's where we first started, and then uh, and some seventies stuff, and then I rock did and metal that for and about seventies stuff. Okay, five, I like that. Probably four or five years, and then I went off into an original band, and we started right as a three-piece band. And we wrote our own songs, and that lasted for a couple of years. And then I went into another. I've been pretty much in a, a lot of original bands. Mm, okay, that's been sort of what I've I've loved. I love doing is creating stuff. Yeah. And um, then we, I was in that for about four years, and then and then I decided to go into cover bands for a while, and we were playing sort of like eighties and nineties music. So you wanted to make a little money for a little while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And um. And then I got back into um, writing originals again. With mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to remember who the first band was. It was basically Electric Universe because I had a break for a while. Okay. I sort of got over playing music, you know, touring around and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I got a job, uh, a, a nice, a good job, and all that. And then um, I went to I went to Polytech actually. And then I come out of there and I decided I wanted to get back into music again. So I, I um, Got back with a few of the old people that I played with in the in the beginning in the early days, mm-hmm. and then uh, we started writing again, and that was Electric Universe. Okay. Yeah, and then I um, that then that sort of fell apart, and then I went off into I actually played in a reggae band for a little bit, which was which okay. Was Hold on, we're gonna need to <laughs> pause on that for a second. Um, yeah, because I wanted to try something different. Okay. I saw me jamming and. Um, because I know these guys over in Rotorua saw me jamming and he asked me to play in his band. And it was a big band, you know, there's like about t- uh, eight, eight people in it, I think. Okay. And um, that was cool because it was different, you know, and I had to learn different stuff. Okay. Different yeah. rhythms. It was quite, so I sort of had to absorb myself in that sort of world. And then, um, well, what did, what did you have to do? To do that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I, um, Phil Rudd rang me up, and then I he wanted me to go on tour with him over in uh, Europe. So, I now, now had... let, 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 let me let me pause you there, okay? So, <laughs> because you you, you <laughs> slipped that in, um, really casually. Oh, you know, Phil Rudd, you know, rang me up, but okay, I'm assuming everybody watching knows we're talking about one of the main drummers for ACDC. So, you, you, you were in Repo Man, or this was this was no, I wasn't on the album, that was between. Um, him, he had a couple of friends that were that he'd been mucking around with for quite a while. Okay. And because um, I met Phil probably in the early, late eighties, late early nineties, okay. um, in various bands, we used to go up to his studio and um, and play and record. Uh, done some recordings up there, hmm. and that's how I sort of he, that's how he got to know me. Okay. And then. Uh, 
ooh, must have been like about what was it 2000 2017 is like 20 years later <laughs> it rings me up out of the blue and says oh do you want to come and play play with um go on tour over because he just released the album not so long before that yeah yeah um, so i said yeah sure <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I might have a cover gig that week. I don't know. I might have yeah, no, I, I was <laughs> busy, busy working away. And he, so, so I went on tour with him for a couple of months over, over in Europe. And that was an experience. It was amazing. I love Mutt. You are so fucking low key. You're just sort of like, yeah, yeah, you know. And then I went on tour in Europe for a couple of months. ACDC's drummer, and then I ate a sandwich, and then I went to bed. Like you're just, you're very, like this is a big, this is a big thing. So I mean, talk to me a little bit about this tour because that, especially Phil Rudd, who has a, a very storied um biography of his own to say the least oh yeah you know um like and I, you guys are still friends from what i gather yeah no, i'll see him now and again yeah sure. so Go so the there. tour i mean did that make you love it more did that get you just really oh, tired of it? Another side to it you know mm. i we went we basically went to vienna and that was our base and then we went from there to scandinavia and then toured through france and germany and mm -hmm. czech and what did about did quite a lot of countries uh 15 different countries and then we played on a boat which was the highlight for me was playing mm. on a cruise ship like a middle i'm glad you did that last because like now every time somebody says i'm on a boat that i immediately go to that same exact i see t-pain on the, the, the yeah <laughs> yeah it was great it was like free free drinks and Seeing all the bands and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Also, Saxon live. <laughs> I met the guys that are Saxon. And That's why he's not saying too much. He legally can't. <laughs> he's restricted from telling us too much about the tour. So, why was that the highlight? Was it just sort of the whole experience, oh, the setting? You know, yeah. a lot of the time they we're on the Mediterranean and, um, and it was beautiful weather, it was absolutely calm. And yeah, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. Um, there were other there were other great things too, but that sort of stood out because it was quite different. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then well, you got totally. off the boat <laughs> and you finished yeah, we the tour. To, uh, we went to and Malaga, you came home. Okay. A little island, and then we went to. Um, I can't really remember exactly, but I think we went to Glasgow. It was a good time. I, I want the exact itinerary, Mutt. I want dates and times. I want to know what port you were at. I, I, I feel like this is what I brought you here for. What what the hell? You know, <laughs> It's six years ago. You should have this at your fingertips. You know, yeah, okay. She does as well. Okay. So, I mean, so, so then at that point, I mean, where went? I mean, that. so by the time you finished that, it wasn't. Yeah too too long before rehab got together yeah, what no, did you do in the middle put back together electric universe again and we played for oh, okay three or four years put out a couple of albums yeah it did really well some really videos well. yeah went on you know a couple of tours and then um but then i just sort of had enough of that and <laughs> i wanted to do something different and so and then, but Roy got hold of me. The I kind of liked what Roy was doing, and, and I liked his music and his lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'd met him before, and then he 
texted me and says, you know, do you want to get together and form a band? And I went, so I just said, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and that was like, the, you know, the, the following day that I'd left. So it was a bit of a coincidence. And I was on the other side of the phone going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because it's it sounds to me like, and I don't know that you would characterize it this way, but you guys end up being kind of a little super group, you know, the four of you. Oh. because. Gosh, I no. wouldn't say that around. I wouldn't I, say that around here. You'll get us I said trouble. it. I said it. Oh, how am you I going to get no you in? No one likes a super group. You're, you're very kind. Oh. You're delusional. You're very kind. You know, you're not the first person to tell me that, Laz, but thank you. I appreciate it every time. So, but no, but I mean, it in that way that everything that you guys bring from your previous projects, I mean, First of all, musically, whether it's, you know, commercially successful or not, which clearly you, you've all dabbled in a bit of that, too. But, I mean, if the music is really good and the band is popular wherever they are, um, that's a success to me. You know, if you're making good music and, and people really like it, then that's a success. So, I mean, but you have the four of you coming to this band and forming rehab and you are coming from completely different worlds and not even just each of you, but all of the musical worlds that you were in before you all got together were different from each other. So it's like you're bringing so much musical background and education and flavor and identity crises and whatever you want to call them to what you're doing now. And, and this, I mean, you know, cause I, I, when Roy gave me the little, you know, mini dossier on who had been, you know, where and before and all that. Um, and then going through the YouTube and seeing pushing my patients and getting a feel for what loose moorings, mm -hmm. you know, was doing and, and then time stands still for no one, you know, well, I mean, we have a bunch of other ones we're going to get to, but I mean, like it, 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 um, it fits to me with the way that I received the music um, you know, from rehab that it's the best version of not being able to just put you guys in a little box and say, this is what you do. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, fat boy has blues rock to it, but there's also hard rock to it. There is also a very dancey groove to it. And I mean, you guys were talking earlier about it being about the groove and I say it a lot on this show and just in life that, unsung heroes the bass and the drums you know that's what gets people up yeah. that's what gets yeah, people yeah, dancing totally and i mean and you guys are you're so in the pocket with each other you really are and there's that it doesn't let you down for a second you know so i mean if people want to get up and dance with Nadine to the video, they can do it. And that's because of what you guys are doing. But then you've got that super fucking catchy guitar riff in there. <laughs> and that, you know, people aren't going to necessarily remember what the percussion section, the rhythm section is doing, but they need it to dance. But they're going to remember that ding in it. They're going to remember yeah. that riff. Yeah. That's going to be in their head. And then I cannot tell you how many bands locally over the years I have been, you know, friendly with or just seen perform out or whatever, where you, you know, you're sitting there on the bar, or the wherever you are, and like the band comes out and they start and they're playing and the instrumentation is so good. And you're just like, yeah, man, I'm dancing, whatever. 
And then the lead singer comes out on stage and it's like somebody sawing an elephant in half and it's horrible <laughs> and it ruins the whole. Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen that before? <laughs> um, not the sawing the elephant part, oh, but I have I have seen the bands that get let down by the singing. And I think you oh. can forgive a lot of musical sins to a point if the singing is really good, you know, but people will walk away going, man, you know, that singer's really good. Why are they in that band? But if you have a yeah. band that's really, really good and the singer is terrible, you're just going to be like, oh, shit. You don't able to hear anything other than bad singing. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I'll tell you a singer exactly I really that. enjoyed sang for the first time live, and that was Chester from Lincoln Park. Okay. Yeah. What a voice. Oh, my yeah. God. And the Very guy from Disturbed and, oh, yeah. my God. It's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, to will cover, cover average musicians much better than great musicians will cover an average vocalist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Well, and, I mean, to, to, to make sure that I'm, I'm making the exact point that I want to um, is that, Roy, you don't do that. You don't come up and saw an elephant in half. You sound really oh. good. You have a strong voice it's very sexy it's got that we vibe. amazing producer <laughs> well there's only so much <laughs> producers can do but um you're not deflecting i'm gonna hold you to this one so i mean my very long-winded overarching point is that all of you are doing exactly what you need to be doing so well and it and i think it's part of why when you're writing your stuff it does come together so seamlessly because it's like when you're in a band and or even not in a band, you know, I've been in house bands where we don't we haven't met each other yeah. until 20 minutes before the show. We have never played together. And if everybody knows what they're doing, it really doesn't matter. You don't think, need I to think, have. I think that's the main thing with being a, a vocalist. If you have conf it's like any team sport. If you have confident and confidence in your team, mm -hmm. you can go out there and give it 100 mm percent. -hmm. You know, it's having that confidence. And that's what with good teams sports mm -hmm. and everything is practice 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 right so that when you go out there it's just like second nature and, that's and i, I don't even say. think that's specific to vocalists i mean yeah. i think everybody in the band feels that way oh, you know that if if yeah. mutt wants to go out and just throw in a solo that isn't supposed to be there i'm not guessing that he's sitting there going oh you know will will laz and and grant you know, know that they need to keep the groove going. You know, is Roy going to start singing over me? No, he knows that you guys have him. And I'm sure each of you have that experience. That's yeah. like, that's the orgasmic version of being in a band, right? When you know that you can just do what you need to do, you can play around, mm -hmm. you can have a good time, you can throw in Absolutely. something different. And then yeah. your band has you, they have you. And, and, yeah. and, and you guys play like you've been together for decades you really do i mean it, it is cool. to be not even two years old as a band and to have that much synchronicity among everybody in the band and to have a sound that isn't definable but it's distinctive enough that like because i have i have so many songs from the indie community now on on different playlists and i will just have them on and i'm not looking and i will hear a song and go Okay, that's rehab. And I might not necessarily have known the song to begin with, but I know Roy's voice. I know yeah. the sound. I have a sense of that groove versus like, okay, no, this is Michael body and this, you know, like I, I can, when, when, when bands have a signature like that 
or a thumbprint like that, I feel like that's everything. Because then no matter what you do, it's going to sound new, but it's going to sound like rehab. And I yeah, think that yeah, that's... Well, that's what we hope for anyway. Yeah, that'd be, yep. that's, that'd that's, be that's how it lands with me. I mean, I, I you know, and I, I really, I mean, you guys, um, you also have a good sense of humor to the music. I mean, obviously you're funny here, but like there's a wink in Fat Boy. You know, there, there's a, a wink in that song. You know, it isn't What's taking it Fat Boy. It isn't oh, yeah. taking itself yeah, yeah. seriously. And even in the no. video, you guys are rock starring it up. You all look very schmancy, whatever. But like, it isn't this deadly serious. Like if, if that video had been made in the 80s, it would have been a very different feel, right? Yeah, it would have yeah. been like, yeah, of course, this is exactly what's happening. And we're all taking this super seriously because we're working on a motorcycle. And then this hot chick comes in and starts yeah, writhing yeah. around, you know, like, but you guys manage to take it seriously but not take yourselves too seriously i just like the whole thing i think, I think it's i think in new zealand you have to kind of try and do that because okay. no one, there is there is a term that no one likes to show off down here and i think mm. it does it is pretty hard in the industry down here to mm. not be a show off without trying to push yourself out to the market does it make sense it does. It well, you have um, to be ambitious, but not arrogant. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's, the New Zealand market's about this big. Well, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys about that because I mean, mm. it's it's I you know what is it like being a band in New Zealand? Is there a ton? Oh, is everybody oh, like in one spot where there's just a clog of you know bands, and then you know everything else is just cheap or like what you know what it what it, what about New Zealand specifically with Envoy's leaving? He I reminded him about the sheep. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's like ninety nine percent of the superstars still have day jobs. Is what it's like in New Zealand. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, um, yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. The one percent is pretty. You know they can live off it, but they don't. They they have to go overseas. Okay. Really the population's too small. It's pretty so much, yeah. You, you sell everyone a record. You still, you know. You still need a day job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, well, that. I mean, that's um. Yeah. I mean, I. I. I mean, oh, I know that there's this thing of like, you know, America tends to think if you're not, if you're not, he's back. Where? Oh, what? We're we're giving things out. Oh. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Kia Sorrento yeah. or whatever you guys are always saying to me. <laughs> what is that? Is that so, Roy? When you're, always, yeah, is it? Is that Maori? The 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 things that you say, like you can't. Uh, Tanifa Tanifara means monster. Okay, or, but you you say Kia Aura or something to me a lot, don't you? When we're Sorry? back and forth, you say Kia something. Kia Kia Aura. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Kia which means hello. Thank you. Uh, which means love, oh. uh, and uh, Farnell family, yeah. and that—that's so, pretty much it in New Zealand. <laughs> you're like that's it. Those are all the words Farnell. we know. <laughs> that's it. And river monsters, yeah. And river monsters. Okay, all right. So I mean, um, but okay. So because I mean, I I before I started looking into it for this interview, I didn't really know much about. New Zealand's music, its history. And I was really surprised to find out because, you know, I first when I heard about you guys and I'm like, 
wow, okay, like a blues, blues rock band from New Zealand. That's not unusual. You guys, the history of the music down there, there seems to have been a lot of blues, blues rock influence. But you have, in- you have to go out to become big. Uh, split ends did that crowded house did that yeah yeah uh they well split ends tried in england but uh then went to crowded house crowded house went to america yeah uh yep the datsons lab you know they're branching out to kind of america now uh neil finn do you know who neil finn is oh yeah sure yeah yeah he's from the crowded house and stuff like that i mean very proud of him he's a great songwriter did he, didn't he end up joining up with Fleetwood Mac when Lindsay left? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's also a really good thing about uh, New Zealand being so small. The first time I ever saw Neil Finn was just in a local bar oh, man. several years ago. And you know, the guy's a superstar, but he just got up and jammed with the band. Yeah. Yep. You know, Still. you can't see that. That thing doesn't happen all over the world, but it no. does happen in New Zealand. No. So okay. So so even then, when people do make it big, they they still have that hometown mentality. Yeah, there's a certain yeah. humility about Kiwis that I really like. Because if you don't have it, we'll chop you down. Exactly. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> you soon get told. Pretty much. Yeah. No, but the, I mean, but that I mean, and and it's part of why I was so interested in kind because I kind of felt like I couldn't really understand where you guys were coming from musically without looking at, because New Zealand seems like a very specific place, you know, that there's the mentality is very friendly. I mean, that's something that I hear all the time is just, you know, people from New Zealand, salt of the earth, they will give you the shirt off their back. And, you know, just everybody's very. Hmm? And, and they often do it. Yeah. Wow. That was that's impressive. Right. <laughs> They're well, all together now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, but so, yeah. I mean, so. That's interesting to me that even because I mean, I, I would venture to say Neil Finn is probably the most famous, oh. world famous musician yeah, from I New Zealand. I, I, just, I just think it's just what's born into our, well, you know, it's, it's born into us. It's, it's not yeah, I, I, I think that, that that's probably true everywhere, though, because I mean, I talk to musicians now from all over the world and there's a similar feel that you do have to find and cultivate simultaneously a community. And the only people who are really, really supporting the indie musicians are the indie musicians. Like that has been the the biggest lesson for me in, in falling down this musical rabbit hole the last Mm. couple months that, you know, I, you know, toiling in, in cover bands for years. And as I've said before, it's such a competitive environment because you're playing every you're playing other people's music and there's only so much of other people's music that a a random bar crowd is going to want to listen to right nobody wants to go into a bar and listen to like track 14 from the third john mayer album no they want your body is a wonderland right like they want the one they know tell me the one i know you know and so because everybody's kind of you know dipping into the same pool of the same songs it's who can cover th- these people's songs best and it becomes very cutthroat. And so wandering mm-hmm. into the indie music community where you would think the competition would be fiercer because there are so many 
amazing unsigned musicians mm. out there. It is oh. staggering. I mean, you guys included, like, I mean, the people I interview on this show, the people I'm going to interview on this show, just the music coming out. And I'm like, oh my God, why is this not on the radio? Why is Fatboy not on the radio in the States all the time here? I don't know. Like, there's nothing that uh, that differentiates it or is less than compared to what I do here driving around in my car on the radio, right? So it's all just kind of luck. And as we said, who you know. But mm. this community, I think because everybody knows it's yeah. hard enough to make it. And the, the people who are in that same fight understand it so well. And so you will get indie musicians who are like, hey, you know what? I listened to Twisted Fool. I really love it. I love that super elaborate guitar solo you have in there. I love the way the vocals go up, you know, the key changes, all of that, you know. And, and so here I'm putting it on this playlist or I'm going to share it to this, you know, site or whatever. And like, boom, then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people who would never have otherwise known you know you. And you guys like to give back and do the same thing. So I think that's yeah. how we build, right? Because yeah. just because well, people it. don't like what we're doing, if we're not hurting anybody else with it, we're not doing anything uh, wrong, you're just trying to get heard. But it's exactly like the uh, Leonard Skinner uh, documentary I watched the other night. They, they played for seven years before they were noticed. Seven years. And people so think they're an overnight was, success. Yeah, we've only got another <laughs> six to go. Six, at least. No, five, 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 five. 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 Yeah. And, and, and they were playing the songs that they, they were well, well famous for, and then yeah. all of a sudden they get signed and noticed, and everyone's going back to yep. what they played before. And, yep. oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. So, yeah. Well, it's like when you're, when you're yourself in a bad relationship and the person just doesn't like you, and then you break up and you meet somebody else, and they're like, wow, you're the greatest person ever. And you're like, it's the same me. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it really just kind of comes down to like, you know, and I think yeah. honestly, unfortunately, in the music industry, a lot of what people are told they should like, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's, that, that, that's started, popularity. So yeah. 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 So, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's specific to New Zealand. But what does sound from what you guys said, because you've said a lot of really nice things about New Zealand, is that the, that the love there and the attitude there, um, you know, and just the, the, the mindset there seems to be so positive, you know, and nobody's trying to be a jerk. Nobody's trying to overshadow anybody else. Okay. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about just musically, because I, I, I really I was not expecting this going through your YouTube and I dug it very hard. You have a mashup on there from a gig that you did of War by Edwin Starr. Oh yeah. And Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Mm, How yeah. did you put those two together because I would never have thought to do that, but they work so well when you put and guys if you have not seen it after the show, go watch because it's it's very cool. It's very cool. So how did that come up? Because I know you guys do some covers, but not. Ah, uh, we had a I had a riff and then I had a riff and then I played it at practice one night and then. We'll and go then, back to the answer we gave some. And then we all had put the words to it and I thought, yeah, man, that that gels. Let's let's work on that. No, I, I always had this idea with the two songs being brought together because they got the same message. And I th and I loved the artists, obviously, who sang mm -hmm. them originally. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, we've already had this angry face thing from somebody in the Facebook because obviously it's not like the original. But, you know, we, we try to sort of, it's the same message, basically. Even yeah. though it's yeah. a different rift. And this yeah. is what we're trying to get out to people that, about war and stuff. You know, we're peace and love, man.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but Please it's punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's very clever, though, because I mean, war is such a it's a powerful st- word. St- yeah, it, but I mean, but but the, but the song "War" is such a it's such a sort of you know stop and start staccato shouty kind of super funky until you get to the market you know all of that and what's going on is so smooth and it's so laid back and it and i mean one of the things i've always loved about that song is that you know it's it's almost musically kind of a lullaby in a way it's very soothing but when you listen to what he's actually saying it's like, mm. oh shit, you know, and and I love yeah. the juxtaposition of those two things when songs will do that, when they'll, you know, kind well, of pushing my patience, you know, where like, oh uh, you know, yeah, it's about the message. It's it's all right. about the message, right? That's the, yeah. that's what it's all about. And I'm sorry if people were offended because we changed the, you know, the the rhythm or something of of two beautiful songs, which they are. It's the message. It's about well, the message. So. But again, that, that kind of comes back to what we were saying before about, you know, identity crisis, right? Like that, because if you do the songs the same way, people could criticize you for going, well, we already heard that. Why do you have to cover it again? Right. So I mean, I, th- I think, you know, it, it's a weird thing to be a musician where, especially an originals musician, because um, yeah. again, I, I am mostly in cover bands, but I, I do write originals. I've been in an original band, so I know the difference there it is it is a very odd place to be a musician who is writing originals and trying to appeal to an audience and be likable without pandering or limiting yourself to only what the audience thinks they're going to like because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that the audience will hear and go okay well i would i mean that was me you know 5 months ago like am i going to sit down and listen to an entire you know death metal album no but now I do. I do that regularly now. Like that's a thing that I do. And it and it was it, it I needed to be educated to understand that that would be something that I would do. But if you had asked me months ago, I would have said no. So somebody could sit there and complain because you're 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 rearranging a song or a set of songs. Well, I mean, first of all, that's yeah. what mashups do. So like what's yeah, the problem? We've we got another one as well. We've got another cover we do, and that's the Doors Roadhouse Blues and what? Deep you say that you Black say we night. do it, but we haven't done it. For yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't yeah. see it anywhere. Wait, what are the two no, songs? It no, it. no, it's it's Roadhouse. <laughs> Nor should you. Roadhouse Blues and Deep Purple. What's the song? Black Knight. Black Knight. Okay. So we bring those two together. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, trying to work it out. I am. I'm trying to it think what that would say. Which is the predominant? Because one song in a mashup always kind of has to be the anchor, right? So which one? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Okay. And then it comes. I may into need the, you guys yeah. to send me a, a copy yeah, of that so I can hear it because now I'm really curious. But yeah, yeah. It's okay. Never been recorded. It never will. You'll have to come to a live show <laughs> and not see it there. <laughs> When I you swim there to meet you at the beach, I'll just expect to to see that performed. Then you're gonna have to perform it at a live show, Laz. So I think the joke is actually on you if you people oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. should hear it. Let's not <laughs> so, say we did. Okay, yeah, that's good. That way I don't have to swim. Okay, but I mean, one of the things that you guys are gearing up for, um, or or did it already happen? The 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 blues and uh, New barbecue. Zealand blues and barbecue. Yeah. That's upcoming, right? 
Yeah. No, it's yeah, yeah it's November. upcoming in November. Okay, yeah. so talk got to me. Ottawa uh, cruising, which is before then as well, and that's a big uh, classic show, car show. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, on, on the pretty cool show. It's yeah. really great. You should definitely come down for that one. <laughs> I'm going to be in New Zealand a lot. I'll just come for a weekend or whatever that seems feasible. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But but so I mean, in terms of playing out live, I mean, do you guys gig a lot? Are you? What's the balance between studio rehearsal, writing, production, yeah. and and out, being out playing what you play for crowds? No, we don't play a lot live at the moment. We have a few things coming up, which we are in rehearsal for at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've just been mainly writing a lot of songs, really. Mm. Right, uh, jamming, trying to stay sharp. It's, it's, I don't yeah. think it's any disrespect to cover bands and stuff, but that's kind of not the angle we wanted to take originally. Mm -hmm. It's be playing in pubs and stuff like it's that. Quite hard, yeah. It is really Oh, hard. yeah. You know, oh, to yeah. play for four hours, four hours in a row. We have Could a lot be. of respect for the yeah. guys. Yeah. But four hours in a row or something, you know, no, we, we, we just wanted to take another angle. And There's only really one venue in Tauranga where you can play um, original music. Oh, probably really? two. One is very small and the other one is a bit too big. Well, not so much big, but it's, you know, you've got to be pretty good to get a crowd there. I got you exclusive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, so, yeah, it's about building a fire. But we will. We'll, we'll, get we'll, we'll get out there. I mean, summer's coming up. Yeah, spring's coming up and then summer, and then we'll push ourselves out and we'll start doing bigger gigs. Mm. But we'll, we're also looking for bands, and if they're, they're welcome to get in touch with us in New Zealand if they want to join us on a little tour and stuff like that. That would be really cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you have anybody that you're talking to that you're – No, I actually saw a, I saw a band recently over at Toto Street, and I just – looked at their links to try and find them. They're called, uh, I think they're called, uh, what are they called? Unit 51. Okay. They look really cool. And, uh, yeah, just trying to look out for them. And uh, But if you hear us, just get in touch. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I got I to gotta hook you up with my buddy Peter Malthus. He's in New Zealand, and he does music reviews too, and he might know some bands that you should. I'll oh, have to. Man, yeah, Roy, cool. I'll, have to, I'll have to connect you guys. Yeah, that'd be really He's cool. also just an awesome person so you two should know it you really five should know each other but uh that's what we need <laughs> that's what we need that's yeah. it you're just collecting kiwis but i mean so okay so since you are doing a lot of writing yeah. how many songs do you have done how many songs have you recorded is there an album proper coming out at some point are you guys just going to keep releasing singles what's the plan for you know, putting the music out to the masses. The plan is to try and get enough gigs to fund recording, to release recordings, yeah. to That's get it. big gigs to fund play that recordings. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yes, it's so the old, you can't get credit until you have a job and you can't get a job <laughs> until you have credit. Yeah, I, yeah, I so hear yeah. you. Okay, so. Yeah, it's probably going to be singles because an album is... Probably financially a little bit too difficult. Mm. Okay. You know, okay. Just keep, keep yeah. things going. But um, then if we could get enough sort of singles together in reasonable sort of succession, or like do, we're thinking we might do something sort of like a like a live if we can get a real good recording of a yeah. live show, something like that. We're so that we can smart. Yeah, you know? that's very smart. But that just puts the uh, 
puts the pressure on performance that you've actually got to get it right because you're not in a studio and you can't. Oh, hang on, guys. We'll just uh, do. Can we get another take on that? Yeah. 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 Audiences love that. They love that. They really do. Start a song over seven, eight, nine, ten times. They love that. They'll they'll go. The, yeah. the, the crowd goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gets the yeah. crowd going. Yeah. Going. You just oh. just throw sheep into the audience. They'll be patient with you. It'll be fine. <laughs> but oh, but I mean that that's that's what about I mean. What about self-producing? If it came to that, would is anybody in the band remotely aware of how to do any of that? If you had to, just oh, to get yeah, stuff we're out. All, all highly okay. qualified engineers. <laughs> okay. Well, Mike, we Mike knows a thing or two about a thing or two, and Grant knows a thing or two about a thing or two, and we got we got a little bit of gear to do that sort of thing. Like we do, uh, like just kick around recordings of, of practices and stuff to to listen back and bounce back and yeah, okay. things like that. But as far as getting like a a, a radio quality thing might be a, mm. a little yeah, bit more of a push. Yeah, it's a bit different, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we just need to uh, invest a bit more gear. But we need to get some more shows so that we can make some more money. <laughs> sounds a little bit. It sounds a little bit disorganised. I know, but at the end of the day, no, it doesn't. Really, no, we're just really enjoying what we do. Yeah, does yeah. that make sense? You know, yeah, we and really it, enjoy it, it doesn't sound disorganised. Damning. Yeah, it cool. sounds like you guys would have if you had you know, ample funds lying around, which I think is is one of the, the obstacles for most indie bands, you would know exactly what you were doing. You would get together, you would jam, you would write stuff, you'd, you know, go back and tighten it up, finish up the lyrics, go into the studio, you know, record it, put out a video for it and release it. Like that doesn't sound disorganized at all, but what I'm hearing is, well, in order to be able to do that, we have to have the money. And in order to have the money, we have to get shows. And in order to get shows, we have to be known so that we can get booked and people don't know us because yeah. our music isn't. Yeah. That's not disorganized. That's just situational. Yeah. I, I, And I, I, you're certainly not alone in that. Certainly yeah. not alone yeah. in that. We, do, so. we have enough songs to, to put an album out. You know, we've written quite a few songs. Mm. We just need a, a wealthy benefactor who likes the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anyone. <laughs> If I did, <laughs> yeah, if I, yeah, yeah, if I, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, and I, I, one of the things I got to suggest to you is maybe put a clarion call on out on that, um, on like band together, because there are people in that group who might be able to help. You don't know, and everybody is. I mean, even the people who the hardcore crew that watches every episode of the show. Hi guys, um, you know they they know a lot of people. You just it. You know, if it's who you know, we know a lot of people at this point. You just yeah. you you cool. might as well ask. You never ever know. But uh, but okay. So I mean, so you you've you've gone through with me. You know that the the routine is basically mutt thinks of a thing. Everybody does an amazing thing of their own behind it. Roy comes up with the melody, then the lyrics come later and your song is done. Okay, so talk to me about the other stuff that's on YouTube because you've got Fat Boy, you've got Twisted Fool, we talked about the mashup with War and what's going on, we talked about Pushing My Patience, but you've got Time Stand Still for No One, you've got Money Honey, um, <laughs> that sounds so funny to say, and you've got Ride. Now, Ride, Ride is another Loose Moorings song, right? Uh, yeah, it is, but we play it still as well. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, so for those, because I wasn't entirely sure if, if you know, they were covers I didn't know or if they were no, originals. They're all, it's they're, rehab cover. Oh, no. Yeah. They're, 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 all, they're all originals, but that, that's what we're trying to do as a band now is that we pick up the old loose moorings or hybrid blues songs as mm. a quick pickup. Mm -hmm. 
what we're trying to do in the in the practice rooms is try and develop our own songs as rehab. Sure. So sure. we still play a lot of those songs and stuff in the background as pickups and stuff, but we are still trying to de develop, and we have got our own songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you got to write a lot of songs. Got to just keep writing. Yep. Oh, and to be clear, I wasn't complaining. I liked all that stuff. I was just curious <laughs> where, <laughs> where it yeah. came from um, because it, it. I mean, I, I, I knew about you know loose moorings and ride and everything, but um, it. Your videos are also all engaging, one way or the other. Oh. Like the Money Honey video is very funny. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very funny, and I that's mean also, that's also that's also a money thing as well. <laughs> Laz, because you got to catch up, man. Do you guys I, not let Laz know that you have a YouTube channel? Because yeah, he seems as surprised. We've been together for a long time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's real. So uh, talk to me about that video because, oh, you yeah, know. Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, one of the things, of course, that's so funny in that is the dancing, right? So, you know, you've got the dude in the office with the chair yeah. and he's just, you know, and he's all over the place and throwing it's his feet all, up in the air, somersaulting over the chair. What, what happened there? How did that – talk to me about that video. I don't know. It's basically about spending hours on a computer making up a video. And uh, that's what I did with uh, Twisted Fall and all a lot of those ones as well. It just saves money. It's, it's a money thing. It's a finance thing. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, and then uh, sometimes when you're creating the video, it changes direction because you haven't got enough film to match the other one. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's what happened. So oh, it all okay. came together. Okay. But, um, well, I think if anything, I think we were just a little bit disappointed in the original recording of Money Honey. So that's huh. why we went to eleven uh, B. Mm, to mm -hmm. do Fat Boy and Twisted Fool. Twisted Fool, yeah. Just a better recording. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, it, and it's it's one of the things that, you know, directly or indirectly that we end up talking about a lot on Vox and Guest is, is that, you know, just as when you're playing out live, the sound engineer is the, another member of the band because they will make or oh, break yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Um, the production, great. you know, the guys, you know, the people mixing and mastering and producing the the songs in the studio are the same way, you know, and and that is one thing with 11B that you guys clearly, um, you you had a good partnership there because oh, the the production yeah, is so good. Four. It's yeah, it's yeah. so Young so guys. good. He's from from Chicago, actually. Oh, and really? He is a very, very cool guy, very knowledgeable. And yeah, yeah, it's a, a real pleasure to work with. Hmm. It really was. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's yeah, easy, great. no dress, just the right sort of attitude. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just, you yeah, know, that was good, do it again. Yeah, no, that was good, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, 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 do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I think we got it. <laughs> but I mean, you need that because if people say do it again, but they don't say, oh, yeah, excellent. First, then you're going to be like, well, that sucks. And it's probably going to make the next take worse, right? You know, but if he's buffing you up, that it was great. But I think this could be even better. I think that does get you to the sweet spot. Yeah, That's no, a fair thing to do. You need that. You need that. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good to work with. No, and I mean, it, it's, it's when you hear something that's produced really well, you might not um. be thinking about it, but everybody pops. You know, everybody pops. All of that space is allotted exactly the way it needs to be. And, you know, it makes you guys sound 
like you've been, you know, spending years in the studio. I mean, it, it really does. It's very professional. It's very tight. It's very clean. So kudos to 11B because, um, yep. you know, because yeah. I've awesome. heard great music ruined by bad production, too. And oh, yeah. I've heard terrible music that actually sounds passable because the producer really knows what they're doing. So um, yeah. when you have a great band like you guys and then you have a great producer like 11B, that's <laughs> that's when all the magic happens. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so 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 just to come back a little bit to to the the upcoming stuff. So you've got this blues and barbecue festival in yep. November. Yep. You're rehearsing for that. Um, yep. Anyone who happens to want to get tickets to that, where are they going? I do, well, I just look it up on Facebook. New Zealand Blues and Barbecue Festival. Okay, yep. Roy is leaving um, you to your own devices. He's telling you to Google that shit. So. Bluesandbarbecues.co.nz. Woo. I don't know. That'll get you there if you mm. Google that shit. Okay. Well, there and you then we go. Got Ottawa. Ottawa, uh, yeah. Ottawa cruising. To Ottawa. No, actually, it's called Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa yeah. cruising. Spelled A R O H A. Okay. Ottawa. Because yeah. at first I was like, you're going to Canada? I'm like, why are they going to Ottawa? And I was like, oh, that's not. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. And, that, and I was like, that can't be right. Like, that cannot be right. Yeah, I was like, they would, they would have told me if they were going to be Canada, I could maybe walk to. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a walkable thing. I could get there. But And then we, uh, um, before then, we've got a gig uh, where we help out uh, young musicians, young players uh, in the, at Totara Street. Which is local in Mount Monganui, um, and sure. church, church, on church, church, on church on Sunday, and yeah, it's a whole day really, just helping out young musicians, and it's free, and it's a cool, and we cool. yeah. we've uh, invited along uh, Area Fifty One, they're called, and Sean is currently in America at the moment, playing for the World Champions oh. uh, guitar. Okay. Yeah, so when you when you Sean Lerman, yeah, Sean Lerman. When you say helping out young musicians, is it like yeah. teaching them stuff? Is it just giving no, them a platform no, 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 to just, play? No, like just, showcasing them. Just go out okay. there and abusing them to really build them oh, up. No, you know, and oh, them out. Oh, don't say that. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh my god. You guys yeah. suck. No, you come on. You need to. You need to get tougher if you got to be in this industry. That was oh, great. Do it again. That was great. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. No, don't yeah, listen, um, Laz. He's just trying to frighten all of you. That's the hazing. Don't don't yeah. listen. Yeah, that's right. We've been connected with Sean since he was thirteen. Hybrid blues, and we were playing at blues festivals and stuff like that. We just followed him. He's now gone to America to play for the World Championships, and then he's coming back, and then he's going to have his three-piece band feature next to us and at uh, the uh, Totara Street. Oh, that's very uh, cool. All yeah. right, so you guys have some things coming up. You just have to earn a lot of money somehow at all of these things so that you can get in the yeah. studio and record the stuff because that's, that's frustrating yeah. for me as somebody who likes your music that yeah. we're going to have to wait to hear more of it because yeah. just funding and so I, I i can imagine how frustrating it is for you guys to have all these songs ready to go yeah um yeah, we'll find a way of course yeah. you will it's, uh, yeah. but it's backing but I think the live recordings are a good option you know you mm. don't you don't get that crisp studio shine where you, you sound like production amazing but mm. as long as the performance stands up and you get a, a good right. live take and the sounds right you can sort of mix it to a point where it's like okay it's live but it still sounds really good right and it's a, 
a really nice and cheap way to to put a video together is just I think so. Live, oh, yeah. Well, and it's also yeah. better than the alternative, which is people not getting to hear it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, that's, uh, I mean that that's that's the that's that's the other option. I would go with the less than perfect that gets the songs out there. Um, yeah. yeah. That would that would be my vote. I would <laughs> definitely go for yeah. that. But okay, so before we wrap it up, is there anything yeah. else that you guys wanted to mention? Anything else that you guys wanted to let me know about that's coming up? Anything that you know you're uh, super excited about? Yeah, I just. About? Uh, I, I would personally want to thank you and Greg and Box and Sticks for, for doing this. And uh, same yeah. with all the radio stations that have been playing our music for Absolutely. nothing. Yeah. And, so, and giving us support yes. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand Blues and uh, Barbecue Festival for still having faith and supporting us. Yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. Um, just, you know, anyone that sort of still supports us and stuff, we say thank you very much. We really appreciate that. You know, from a band that's sort of not struggling but building up a finance and stuff, it really yep. it's much appreciated. Thank yeah. you so much. No, absolutely. No, look, I mean, it, it's funny because I it's a weird thing to get thanked for doing something that I want to do and enjoy doing so much. And I know Greg feels the same way that, you know, this community, you guys are all so talented. You really are. Um, and your bands, the bands that we interview, the musicians that we interview, and everybody really is so lovely, you know, and and could be really cutthroat and could be really, you know, if they knew of a radio station that was looking to play somebody, they could hoard that information to themselves. And everybody's sharing it. And I love that. Yeah. And I mean, that we need more of that in oh, the absolutely. world so i think it's all about kindness isn't it and love really otherwise that's it that's yeah. it that's what that's it's it. all about i think we should just take away all the selfishness and just try and help each other rather than doing all this sort of stuff ego trips and stuff it's crap so look yeah. at that spoken like a true kiwi look at that look at that <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't know if you've seen it before or whatever most of you at least probably haven't but i do like to wrap up every show with a little segment that we call In the Vox Seat. So I ask everyone who comes on this show the same five questions, um, and I would like to get answers from each of you on these. Um, so the first question is, this will be interesting given the conversation that we've had, and I, I bet I know what Laz is gonna say, but if you have to sum up Rehab's music in five words or less, what would you say? And you each get five words. Do I know five words? <laughs> <laughs> it. Jamming out loud. All right. yeah. Okay. Jam. Jamming Just out loud. Jam. Just jamming. Yeah. Uh, Keeping uh, in the groove. Keeping in the groove. Turn okay, jamming out play loud. Play along with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of along the lines of what I thought Laz was going to say, actually. <laughs> what is it, Laz? Four blokes making fun tunes. Okay, I like that, too. It isn't going making to be cool band having identity crises. You weren't going to go with that. Yeah. You know what? We put all of those answers together. That that's uh, that that sums up our our conversation tonight quite nicely, actually, which is <laughs> interesting. But okay, so so for each of you, then the next question is: What is your favorite thing about being a musician? 
Just having fun. <laughs> That's okay. it. Definitely the sheep. <laughs> I knew the sheep were going to come back. I knew. Praise. <laughs> Mine's. Um, I love it when the, the band improvises uh, and mm. and it comes together. Mm-hmm. And that is a special moment for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's the. There's a it's, feeling when a band clicks that yeah is a very unique feeling. Yeah. Very very fleeting. Yeah. But there's there's no other situation where you get that particular feeling when a band is yep. really on the money, really mm-hmm. kicking, mm. and yeah, there's a fleeting moment of yeah, this feeling that is unique to that situation. Yeah, mm. yeah. I know the feeling and I love it. I'm right there with yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. you do. That's the one for me. It's not necessarily when you're. I mean, it's always great being in front of a good crowd and you've got a good rapport and, and you're getting that buzz from that. Yeah, but that's. That's a great feeling in itself, but I think the real magic is, or you know, can be when it's just the four of you and you're just sort of jamming along, and you just something happens, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like Ryan yeah. says, it's fleeting, and there's it's really hard to explain. There's no real words to it, but there's mm-hmm. like almost like you're in this other place for a moment, and you sort of lose yeah. yourself, but you're really locked in, and everything's Absolutely. just works, and there's this feeling you get, and it's. Blissful and it's like wow, mm. euphoric, yeah. euphoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. You know what, Laz? I love you for saying that specifically because one of the biggest pieces of negative feedback that that my band gets for being an internet band because we we are I don't know if you guys know I know Roy, Roy probably does but you know we and it's, the interview's not about me but I'm getting back to your point that you know we we. Most of the band has never met. We do everything live in real time online and we don't have live audiences. And people will say, well, that's you're not real musicians. Then you're not really making music because you're not playing in front of a crowd or whatever. And you just articulated why. Yes, it's great to have a crowd. It's great to get that feedback. It's um, great to feel that energy coming back to you. But if the band is where it needs to be, you can have exactly that moment that you just described um, where... It feels like when you're you're doing something difficult, whatever it is, and you stop thinking about it and it's like your body and your brain and your fingers and your mouth and you're, you're just doing Magic. it. And Magic. if you stopped yeah. to think about it, the whole thing yeah. would fall down. Yeah. You're yeah. all exactly right. in that yeah. moment at the same time. And I know I, yeah. I, as you're describing it, each of you in your own ways – I'm getting that goosebumpy thing because I'm remembering moments yeah. where with Vox and Sticks or, or other bands where I've had that and it is and it's like you know you 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 open your eyes at the end of it almost and go yeah. what the fuck was that you know yeah. and they're like let's do that again and you you can't make it happen you can't force it it just it happens or it doesn't so I love that you said that because that to me is music and musicianship in yeah. its purest Absolutely. form yeah yeah so That's I what see La- about, Laz yeah. is the New Zealand poet laureate now for me because yeah. he just <laughs> he just articulated that. Not that, that your sheep answer right. wasn't great, Grant. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. The, <laughs> no, but yeah, but I, I, yeah. Yourself, but that's why we have to record our practices as well because yeah. it's more than likely we'll forget next time. <laughs> Yeah, it's tr- no, yeah, I, you know, I don't understand why bands go, oh, wouldn't so do it right. cuz you never know what you're going to capture on that that would be gone otherwise. So I think yeah, it's yeah, just so yeah. smart to do. It. But no, I love that you guys each kind of came to the same answer. You know, you came at it from different directions, but you know, as soon as you said that, everyone was like, 
oh yeah <laughs> see again mutt came up with a riff and then everybody <laughs> okay so th this now i'm curious um because it's the flip side of the question which is what is mm. your least favorite thing about being a musician media media work straight off mm. <laughs> It's a full-time job. Yeah, interviews. <laughs> uh, not the interviews. Not the, not no, the that's interviews. what Laz said. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just all that extra promotion stuff. It just yeah. it's, uh, takes over. It's like another job. And it's, it is. It absolutely and Matt, is. And Matt knows as well because Matt's done it before with yeah. the literature. It's probably the business side of it. So, you know, mm. It's the business it's side. Not, yeah. It's not. carrying a bag full of symbol stones. <laughs> That's, that's the, the drummer thing. always yeah. talks about schlepping the gear around. What's that's always the drum. I always feel I'm being being a, a, a drummer's wife. I I can I can empathize because it's like you know I come in with my little microphone and I'm like okay <laughs> I've loaded in and then you know Greg's standing there like you know he needs a Sherpa. He's got the drums all over. So <laughs> I totally yeah. totally understand. Exactly yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. All right, Laz, my, my serious poet laureate friend, what is your answer to the least favorite thing? Um, Besides doing this interview, as you said. <laughs> I, was, yeah, no, I was just wanting, yeah, that's was, was a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> least favorite thing, least favorite thing. If you have one. Not really, you know, I mean. It's good if you have to think about it this much. There's nothing that's just it leaping out thing. at you. Not having money for recording, maybe. Favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah that's the amount you get paid to play mm. is probably the least favorite thing, but, you know, you're still yeah, getting paid to play, so fuck it. Yeah, if you get into music for the money, you've made a horrible, <laughs> horrible mistake. Okay, so again, kind of the business side piece of it that that you know need to mm -hmm. make money to live thing that's so pesky for all musicians but yeah. okay all right good answers this one i have no idea what you guys are going to say because we didn't even really touch on it much at all except for for your in your originals um backgrounds but and i apologize in advance because people generally hate this question but if you each could only pick one album to listen to for the mm -hmm. rest of your lives what album would you pick and why? Well, it's probably the hardest question in the world. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Revolver. Okay. All right. So you're going with Beatles. So what? Yeah. why that one specifically? Um, I was at a certain age where I was experimenting with uh, certain things. And, uh, okay. Accordion, and right? Revolver. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Okay. It's, it's a wonderful album. Well, okay, so in addition to being a great right? album, coffees and stuff, man. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exotic teas. Yeah. 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 So, so mostly Colors, nostalgia, yeah. and it just being a really good album, like where you yeah, were in your. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Who else wants to take a crack at this? They all look so unhappy. Laz is back there rubbing his temples. Why? She asked. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd. I think I'd just go with silence because I, I can't pick one. You know, some <laughs> sometimes I'm in the mood for Sublime, or there's like Robert Johnson, or mm. maybe some Tool or some Slipknot, or let's go for some Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Oh. It's like I don't. So you I would make like a mixed. Like, you would make like a mixed playlist. That's what. Oh, you yeah, are you allowed yeah. to do that? 
Well, you are now. I wrote the question oh, so I can make the rules. But no, you're not. But I hear what you're saying. So you could not, you could not pick an album. Okay, you could not pick one album. I hear you would really go with Silence. You would rather that than even choosing one. Uh, well, yeah, it'd have to be some sort of compilation yeah. of the okay. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and, and today. And choosing one. Now that's what I call music, 89. Okay, gotcha. Okay, all right. So Laz, Laz can't really choose. All right. Just just too Brian. much of a musical leprechaun. Oh, I just yeah. go anything for, with free, the band free. I oh, I thought you were going to say anything you could get for free, and I'm like, well, okay, that uh, might not be the best music. Uh, free, it's okay. Free. Paul Rogers, he did actually yeah. mean that. Good All right, so what about you, Mutt? Uh, at the moment, I'm listening to Government Mule. That's my favourite at the moment. My, my music changes, you know, my favourite band changes all the time. Like his um, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> so you're, okay, so you would be picking a Government Mule album for your yeah, Desert Island? I don't island? know the name of the album, but. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name of the album that I'm listening to at the moment, but I'm, I love it. So you're just picking the album that you're listening to right now as you're forever and ever. Okay. Wow, it's a really good thing uh, you're not listening to like, um, you know, I don't know, Carly Rae Jepsen or some really yeah. – some... <laughs> No, I'm, <laughs> I'm digging these Okay, Government Mule. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, you guys – have each answered four of the five most difficult questions. This last one, though, this is the biggie. Okay, we started out with a huge, serious, philosophical question. 42. Answer. Answer to everything. I like it. Okay, here it comes. Your toilet paper roll. Okay, when it's on the wall, if it is. Does the toilet paper come down from over the top or do you pull it out from under the bottom of the roll and why? Well, the reason to pull it out from any direction is quite self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking for the <laughs> reason you yeah. use toilet paper. <laughs> if you go back and look at the original 1823 <laughs> patent, I think you'll find it comes over the top. Somebody right. always mentions the patent. Okay, so you're, are you <laughs> an over-the-top? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I know I know you're an over-the-top guy in general, Laz, but are you a <laughs> toilet paper over-the-top guy as well? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Everything's got to be over-the-top. One over-the-top. Okay. Grant is just busy talking about why he's using under. toilet paper. Under. Uh, oh, you're an under? Yeah, I'm an under. Oh, what does that mean? Very exclusive club. I think you're one of three or four ever on this show to say under. Okay, tell me why. Because Dom from Jansteak is really happy. Because I'm a Virgo and I prefer it under. That's it. Okay. There you go. That's all there is to it. All right, Mud. Mine's over the top. Over the top. Okay. All right. I'm just going to roll right by that. Okay. So two over the top, one under for reasons I wish I hadn't asked. And Grant, <laughs> Grant, that? you got to commit. Oh, yeah. I'm over the top. Um, yeah. Over the top. Yeah, Look at that. Three out of yeah. four. There's always the mount the roll holder sideways, and then you've got to 
Grimrock, one of the musicians that I've interviewed, Grimrock, wants to put toilet paper. Here's a question for you, Chris. Yeah. When you go into the men's loo and you wash your hands afterwards, what's the first thing you got to grab to get out of the loo? First of a all, handle. bold so of you to assume point? that I go into the men's loo, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm sure you have at some point, but yeah, <laughs> the first thing you got to grab is a bloody handle. So what's the point of washing your hands? That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You yeah. Wash your hands, you mongrel. Yeah, but you're still grabbing your handle, aren't you? Yeah. You. That's what you do is you wash your hands. You yeah. dry them with the paper towel. Yeah. Use the paper towel to open the door. Oh. That's See, that's this is why thing. I get paid the big bucks. That's a girly thing. Yeah. But it's smart. That's really You're like, smart. I'd rather <laughs> just wipe my ass with my hand and yeah. then open the door. <laughs> that's that's right. Well, there you go. Thank I have. So much. I won't get so pissed off anymore. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, guys. So we've been on a wild ride, to say the least. <laughs> but I think everybody's going to like you as much as I did um, going into this now that they've seen you. Um, the music is really good. It's just really good. And whatever genre you're doing or genres you're doing, the music is really good. And that's the bottom line. And I have to hope that that means that you guys get the gigs that you need to get the money that you need to do the recording that you need so that we can hear more of you. Yep. So, That's and it. you guys heard it. Anybody in New Zealand or anybody anywhere who wants to kick in with them and, you know, either go on yeah. the little tour or whatever. You Always know. keen to do shows. It's just hard being a single band doing a show. So if you get a couple of bands together, sweet as this guy play some, play some gigs and make some noise. All right, some okay. people up. Yeah. That's the one. So guys, you got to go home. Rehab with two A's, NZ, right? Go yeah. like them everywhere. Follow them on Spotify. Listen to the music. Um, look for the sheep, you know, yeah. the hobbits, whatever. And thank send us your you money. For, yes, yeah, send them your money. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for coming on this show and, and no chatting with me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Idea. Thank you for the you time. You are very welcome. Okay. All right, guys, that's it. That's another boxing guest. We'll see you next time. Bye. Awesome.